You seem to be drifting, sweetheart. I'm not drifting. Oh, sure. Nice to meet you. I'm the doctor. I've seen him. I've met him just once. And I'm done. And then I let him fly away. Off we go then. Here it is, the TARDIS. If you ever see a little blue box flying up there in the sky, bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Oh, I know all that bit. You shout for me, Gramps. Oh, you just shout. So, whole wide universe. Where do you want to go? Oh, I know exactly the place. Sorry, it's a flying blue box. Watch it! Go! Stand down! Go on, yeah! Agatha Christie. What about her? That's me. Let's all meet the Vashta Narada. Noddy's not real. Is he? The real world is a lie. Tell me there's no Noddy. And your nightmares are real. There's no Noddy. When you run with the doctor. I don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. Something's coming, Donna. Feels like it will never end. Nothing worse. How could anything be worse than this? Trust me, we need the doctor more than ever. However hard you try. I'm nothing special. Donna Nova, you're the most important woman in the whole of creation. You can't run forever. Sorry. So sorry, but you're gonna die. Everybody knows that everybody dies. How do you know it's gonna work? Yeah, we we don't. We're just we're just guessing. Brilliant. <laughs> and nobody knows it like the doctor. Because I understand now. You said I was going to die, but you mean this whole world is going to blink out of existence. Now and then, every once in a very long while. Because a better world takes its place. Every day in a million days, when the wind stands fair. The doctor's world. And the doctor comes to call. And I'm still alive. Everybody lives. That's right, isn't it? I don't die. If I change things, I don't die. That's... That's right, isn't it? Sorry. Hello, Alan Z, and welcome to the podcast that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It's Who Do You Think You Are? Our best, no, our best from ever retrospective. Our Doctor Who retrospective on Best From Ever. I'm Ethan. <laughs> uh, props to you for running with that. Uh, my name's Ian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm running with that because we don't have time to lose. We've got the oh, the wow. biggest Doctor Who episode that we've covered so far. Much and like the Doctor people. and his companions. Yeah. No time to lose. No time to lose at all. And he says, going, if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, which should be November 5th, you have one episode left of Doctor Who Flux before we don't say hi to Jodie Whittaker until at least 2022. Really? Wow, that's quick already. Yeah, it's it said hello and goodbye very quickly, though we've had three episodes going through. We're going to have episode four this weekend. And yeah, blaring through them very quickly. Yeah, it feels like it's been a bit of a quick one. So uh, yeah, but here we are. It's a... Yeah, uh, it's- doing okay we'll have to we'll have to figure out later on which ones we cover because some of them are important and some of them uh, linger i will leave that in your capable hands my friend oh that's terrifying but not <laughs> terrifying is this fantastic episode because we have the two part of the series finale of series four it's the stolen earth and journey's end probably the best way that i could describe infinity war and end game if they had a television child yeah this is uh russell t davies getting the russell t davies verse together uh only thing missing was an yeah. eccleston cameo but outside of that he got all the players <laughs> he got everything got his tv shows he got the entire almost every story from series four and before every new who strand all coming together for what is a 
very intense and plot heavy episode so i'm gonna jump straight into this do it with a tiny bit of context because this is a three-parter technically but the first part is loosely unnecessary which is turn left okay and that's when we find out during the episode that rose is able to jump through dimensions and talks to donna in an alternate dimension uh that all the stars are going out and in donna's alternate dimension that's happening as well and she finds the doctor afterwards tells him what's going on and rose has only two words for the doctor which is bad wolf which causes the doctor to run to the tardis to find out it's the end of the universe so in this episode now in this episode the doctor and donna return back to earth in a hurry and he asks a milkman played by trigger from only fools and horses what day it is it's a saturday and we do like saturdays and he's trying to figure out what exactly rose's explanation was for returning i'll tell you what your little your little um previously on i could use that yeah. man i i was trying to play catch up going what is yeah. going on here uh they're really i'm like they don't usually arrive with this much urgency usually it's a bit more playful yeah. i've missed something here yeah yeah a time beetle changed all of reality and time on donna's back if she didn't go ah oh, we missed that then. one that's a good one yeah i would i wanted to include it but we just did we didn't have time it's a very good one, though. Yeah, I mean, we already had our, our Tenant episode. doesn't star Tenant anyway in Blink, so we're all right. Yeah. I've, we'll come back to it because it's it's a very impactful one. But the Doctor's trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And the only thing that he can sort of figure out is that even though Earth is safe right now, they need to figure it out on the TARDIS. They return, and our milkman friend, right as they leave and enter the TARDIS, everything starts going crazy. Earthquakes galore, milk bottles shaking, roof tiles falling. And in the TARDIS, there's a massive jolt and something wrong's going on. And we immediately... Well, it happens to, It know, happens right when Donna says, but means Rose is back and that's good, right? Yeah. Says, yeah, 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 yeah. And we go, right. oh, it's they're going to do the kissing. And then... Oh, they're going to do cute things. As long as something doesn't move heaven and earth to get between them. <laughs> and then surprise, surprise. If only, if only. And then uh, the Doctor's confused because it turns out that the TARDIS is in the same spot. They've not moved at all, but Earth's disappeared into a different place. And we cut straight to New York City and New, New Unit HQ because Martha Jones is waking up and looking over all of the chaos. And one of her colleagues is telling her to look at the sky. And we don't have any time because we're back to Torchwood yeah. 3 in Cardiff Bay. We see Captain Jack, Yanto Jones, Gwen Cooper, all members of the Torchwood TV show looking around. And they think something's hit Wales because of the rift from the episode Boomtown from Series 1. But it's a bit bigger than Wales. But we can't find out yet because we need to go to Ealing and Bannerman Road, London to see Sarah Jane Smith from the TV show Sarah Jane oh. Adventures and her son to figure out what's going on. And Mr. Smith appears and he's the big computer with the fanfare and tells her that maybe you should look outside because you'll find the visual evidence most conclusive. But we are not done yet because we need to go to Chiswick to see Donna's mum, Sylvia, and Wilf, her granddad, Wilf. also reacting to what's going on. And they look at the sky in horror. And finally, we're back to trigger the milkman. And he's looking around. And Rose Tyler finally materializes, carrying a big gun, looks up and says, it's only just the beginning. And only then are the titles. Yeah. And we look up and we see like 27 planets. Yeah, um, 27 planets in the sky. Uh, 
Is it just me? I mean, I, I like Sarah Jane when she comes back for her um, for her little run with the doctor. But man, did she and her kid feel out of place in this group? Ah, uh, no, I, I this is totally my kitty nostalgia. Oh no, they should have gone child. over the BBC identification with a CBBS thing when when they <laughs> popped up. For anybody outside of the UK, CBBS is the children's BBC programming channel thing, um, or it's channel on children's BBC. I don't know exactly how it works. I'm 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 a grown ass man. Um, I did not care for Sarah Jane. I'm well into my 50s, if not older, and her miraculous 14-year-old child. Oh, to be fair, uh, the 14-year-old child is an alien. Oh, is he? Yeah. So, so this is the thing. This, uh, this, this episode of, of our podcast is going to be me explaining uh, everything, because at this point, this was, this was the thing for, for, for TV. I was watching Doctor Who, Torchwood, and the Sarah Jane Adventures because that was... The Sarah Jane Adventures was my thing as a kid. So seeing... It's like if Horrible History showed up in Broadshow. It's like every kid's freaking out currently. Uh, those are both British series, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Broadchurch uh, is somewhat known. Horrible Histories. Rick and Morty, sure. Yeah, yeah. If... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of an example here. It would yeah. be like if... Oh, Barney the Dinosaur, is he too... To be like if Elmo showed up on Game of Thrones, yeah, essentially. Yeah. But for me, this is this is incredible. But uh, yeah, Luke is is a, an alien created by something called the Bane, and that was her her whole thing. But we've got our titles. I was not born in the darkness. I simply simply <laughs> adopted it. Oh, uh, at some point we should go back and see like one episode because that's oh, where they're geez. like, yeah, let's get the Slovene for every episode. It's it did, they they we'll did have, mention this. You know what? Slovene. You know what? The, the the Slovene are perfect for a kids show. They're the perfect oh, alien yeah. for that. And then yellow Slovene that literally create a plague and nearly kill everyone. Oh, it's an incredible kids series. We oh, don't have time for this. Back to our program. We don't. Neither do the do the opening credits because everyone gets half a second of their name in the credits before we go back to the episode. And the sky is gone. The sun's gone. The constellations have changed. There are 26 new planets. And on the TARDIS, Donna just wants to know if her family's dead. And the doctor just doesn't know when he looks straight ahead. Just... Well, he's problem solving. So that's the way the doctor does stuff. He's problem solving. And she sees the the five or six people important to her. Uh, He sees billions of people. And, you know, it's the whole thing about a tragedy versus a statistic. Not that the doctor doesn't care, but he's he's got, you know, a much bigger strategic problem on his head. Yeah. As opposed to uh, Donna's obvious emotional problem. I I mean, full disclosure, I never never like Catherine Tate on this so oh, oh, i'm see, sorry this show makes me love Donald. oh no the best it got to was me going she's not that bad that's as high as the watermark goes really? and i'll tell you what it's not in this episode and not in a point later on when she starts spouting psycho babble where you're like you can say things fast <laughs> i don't believe not that you don't have any clue what they are i don't need her to know what they are but i'm just like you're still not good it's still not good anyway moving on Oh, poor Nelly. Um, But this is then when the doctor's like, I'm finally going to show you the shadow proclamation, something that I have referenced since episode one of the revival. Oh, how many peas are in disappointed? Many. Yeah. Um, 
And then before then, we can, we go to Sarah Jane's house again, where Mr. Smith is reading that there are a fleet of 200 spaceships heading towards Earth. Unit picking up the same thing, and they're all trying to find out what's going on because it's a code red emergency. And Martha's trying to call the doctor at the same time with her magic telephone that he's sonic to be uh, call anywhere in the universe at any time, and she can't get through. So whoever has taken the Earth has blocked any way of calling the doctor. And the fleet coming to orbit. Gwen's calling her husband and telling them to stay indoors. And then she joins Jack to see the situation. So the question is, uh, Donna asked earlier, are they going to die because the sun's not there anymore? But that's answered immediately that whoever's taken them has put a a fake uh, atmosphere in place to keep them breathing and keep the sun going on. So yeah, can we talk about how can we talk about how the satellites are still working so they can change their channels? Can we talk about that? No idea. <laughs> the television broadcast schedule no has idea. not changed. No, because uh, Paul O'Grady's still doing oh, this thing. Oh, brutal. I'm sitting there going, satellites, explain the satellites. <laughs> the internet I, the internet works as well as it ever has. <laughs> There's the smallest Especially storm here. Everything eight. goes out for me, but yeah. We're going to have to have you. Continue. Our connection's going to get cut off three times during this recording, but they're fine. In 2008, <laughs> 2009, move it across. No satellites. No, it all works. It's all good. I want to say that gets answered later, and I'll, I'll totally use that as the excuse, but I, it's not a good excuse. Um, and from there, we go to finding out that Rose is walking the streets of London and getting ready to threaten shoppers with her big gun because that is the. Uh, that's the big thing. All these looters uh, are the big concern for her currently. And uh, at the same time, she's looking at one of the, the computers in the in the store and they're showing the readout of the alien ships as well. Still don't know why. Yep, don't know why at all. Uh, but Torch would have discovered now that the, the ships are coming into orbit and that's when Jack gets a call from Martha uh, to confirm that neither of them have heard from the Doctor and they discuss Project Indigo because that's the way that she's going to try and maybe find the Doctor. But Jack shouldn't know about Project Indigo, but he met it from a soldier in a bar, which Yanto immediately gets very defensive about because Yanto is uh, Jack's boyfriend. Are, they, are these like in a three-way relationship? Uh, no, so Gwen has a husband. Um, and then Yanto must be a very Jack understanding and- man. Yeah. Very progressive. Maybe, uh, it seems like there's a lot of sexual chemistry flying all over the place there. Yeah. It's, it's strange. It's an interesting, it's an episode. It's a series that I want to cover at some point, but when we have no episodes left, cause there are some good ones and it's the only time that I've willingly said that Chris Chibnall can write good stuff. Um, but that's for a future episode. Wait, is that the current and- showrunner? Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that one later. All right. But this is then when uh, they detect all the ships, and Mr. Smith has found a message from these ships, and it's repeating one word, which is exterminate. And I will say, this is where I give Elizabeth Sladen all of the credit that I feel I need to give her, because her reaction to this is fantastic. Who's she? Sarah Jane. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. She was good here. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I won't this be great her acting. The just, Daleks. Yeah. 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 This, she was, this is what the Daleks when they were first created. She saw Davros at the beginning of everything. This is Incredible. one of the few classic who things I've seen. 
Netflix, yeah. when I first got it, had like this collection. So I burned through like the Who they had access to in a very quick amount of time. So I'm back to some classic Who and thought, yeah, Genesis of the Daleks or whatever of the Daleks it's called. Genesis uh, of the Daleks is a fantastic just compilation. It's it's fantastic. But it yeah, really. I think Tom Baker's best. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of wild for me to go, wait, that's the same actress. Love it. Yeah. So the Sarah Jane stuff is fantastic. She starts with the third doctor as well. So she's been there very early on. Mm -hmm. And um, this is the reaction. Everyone is terrified. Martha hears it and she's experienced the Daleks and knows how evil they are. Jack was killed by the Daleks. So he knows how bad they are. And Sarah was there from the beginning. So she knows just how terrible they are. And Jack's only response is just, we're dead. It's, well, it's right. Well, the it's music, weird. He kisses, he kisses them both. I think it's like before, a reassuring before, thing. Wait, before he says we're all dead. Yes. Yeah, really reassuring. <laughs> Jeez. It's a Jack thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And at the same time, Rose hears the message, and that's when she just decides she'll walk really cool and uncaring as everyone's being destroyed by the Dalek ship flying over London, explosions behind her. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is then when the general at unit is saying the what that earth is at war and as the room shakes dozens of daleks start to wreak havoc upon manhattan and on the main spaceship the crucible the daleks are finalizing their plan and the supreme dalek a big old red and gold man is uh, declaring that earth is now under the control of the daleks and they are the masters of earth I wanted to start a drinking game where every time it's something so silly, it can only be from Doctor Who gets said, I have a drink. Because the crucible for it was one. I mean, there's a whole bunch of just Doctor Who-y, namey, wamey sort of crap that went on here. Um, yeah. It is the most Doctor Who yeah, thing, it really like, is. Episode. It really is. That's not a bad I'm gonna thing. Reference, but... I'm going to You know what? This is a really weird thing. I'm going to say this is like Flux, because Flux is basically, if you have not been following Doctor Who, you don't know what the hell is going on. If you've not been following Series 1 to 4 of Doctor Who, you don't know what the hell's going on. Um, So that's, that's where we're at with this episode. And back on the TARDIS, way across the universe, they're trying to figure out the destruction of earth so they go to the shadow proclamation and they're greeted at gunpoint by the jadoon who do their scofo jobo jojo well, it's all uh, it's all o's oh jobo yeah. go no fo romo mofo my favorite reason for this being that david tennant could not pronounce o's correctly so they gave him a whole episode <laughs> of the series three opener of just o's are you serious yeah. Oh, that's funny. Wait, no, it was the Oon, so he so he had to be like Jadoon Platoon upon the moon. And oh, he just okay. Couldn't. It'd be very yeah. Scottish to go Jadoon Platoon yeah. upon the moon. Upon yeah. the moon. Yeah. And yeah, we get to see the Jadoon again, and he means no harm. And the, the leader of the proclamation, who I've written down here just as uh, Discount Tilda Swinton. Discount, I was about to say Discount Tilda yeah. Swinton. It's the, I don't know, ever know her name. The wiki even just says female member of the proclamation. Oh, wow. So like, okay. Yeah, Tilda Swinton. Um, they tell the doctor about the situation, and it's worse than he even realizes because they say that 24 planets have been stolen. And at this point, Donna then asks Pyra Villi is one of them from episode uh, two of this series, the one with uh, Karen Gillan and Peter Capaldi. Uh, and uh, they yes. tell her that Pyrovilia is just a cold case because it disappeared 2,000 years ago. But then she mentions uh, the Adipo's breeding planet from the first episode. 
that uh, they appear in for this series, and that disappeared as well. So the Doctor's like, you know what? I'll add this, uh, uh, Pyrovilia, and the Lost Moon of Poosh, which is a planet referenced in episode 10 of the series, Midnight. And they're all put into place on a map. It goes 3D, and they all rearrange themselves into a perfect balance, fitting like pieces in an engine, the Doctor says. And then he recalls that long, long ago, someone tried to move the Earth once before, but it couldn't be. But back on Earth, the Daleks are attacking the Valiant, the massive ship from Series 3's finale with the Master. They're destroying that. They're attacking all of Africa. The Prime Minister's gone missing. Manhattan's about to be destroyed. And Jack tells Martha to get out of it, but she can't listen until the General tells her that Brodick Indigo needs to be activated and they need to get away so they can utilize it. And this is then when he also gives her the Osterhagen Key with some ominous music because we need to not know what that is yet. And it's a terrifying mystery. But, but, but I, but I want to know what this is. Yeah. What is the Osterhagen key? You, you can't is make Jack's... me wait an episode and a half for this. As Jack still on the phone is demanding what's the Osterhagen key. And he, and she's also being told by the general to use product Indigo. And before Jack can tell her not to, she says goodbye to him and vanishes. And we hear screams and Jack set, tells us what Project Indigo is because it's a teleport device. It's been reversed engineered from a teleport pod from the Sontarans from the two-parter of Series 4 as well. But they don't have coordinates, no stabilization. So right now, as far as Jack's concerned, she's atoms and she is down. This is worse than like Star Wars uh, Force Awakens when they make you think Chewie's dead. Like this is like... What, you gonna tell me this before she uses it? No, well, let her disappear, and then I'll explain what I think might have happened to her. So it's solely for the reveal. No, later no, on. you can do the reveal, but you can have you can have her go. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna use Project Indigo. People, what's Project Indigo? It's this thing. It, it, we, we don't really know where your atoms go. It, it's too dangerous. And then when she goes to use it as the audience, I feel a little bit anxious, as opposed to just oh, Captain Jack said not to do it. I wonder what that's about. I think, because they have the Daleks bursting at the same time, if they'd have even had for a second us think that she got shot by Daleks. No, no, no. A little you, bit more you can intensity. Do, well, maybe, but they're going to use that again later. They're going to use that in a little bit. So, I mean, yeah. how, how many people get shot by Daleks in this two-parter? Surprisingly Three. many. Surprisingly Four. many. Yeah. So you, you can't do one more because it needs to feel like a big deal when these things happen. Yeah. Um, no, I mean... <sighs> It's just a storytelling thing. You go ahead and you let me know what the stakes are before she disappears rather than after. So I'm invested as opposed to me going, yeah. well, she's obviously fine because you didn't. It would be the lamest character death ever. If it was like, what happened? Oh, and then she died. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she really is gone. Like It sucks so it bad. Is as awful as it would be, it'd be the most Martha thing to have happen in the show yeah, that she gets maybe. killed off screen, and it's very upsetting. <laughs> it would be someone near the end. What happened to Martha? Yeah, what did happen to Martha? Oh well, <laughs> oh, Martha. Yeah, I say that she's got her own little audio series going on now. So good, good for you. Um, and then back we're at the Dalek station, the Supreme Dalek, good old Red Man, is ordering the Daleks to land so they can bring humans to the Crucible. And he gets a call from the control room from a mysterious figure who, if you aren't like 40 years old at this point in 2008, you will not know who it is. But he's got a big old blue eye. And I'm not going to like hint around this until we get it. It's, it's Davros. It's Davros. Uh, Davros. Yep. Yeah. And he's, he's saying that the Earth is going to be subjugated 
and there are no reports of the Time Lord, thankfully, from the Supreme Dalek, and he's gleeful, and the figure's really interested by the Dalek's triumphant tone, but he warns them not to have pride because Dalek Khan is still uneasy. Dalek Khan from our two-parter we did on Doomsday and Army of Ghosts, and as well the Dalek two-parter from Series 3, which we didn't cover, ain't uh, Daleks Take Manhattan with Andrew Garfield, weirdly enough. And uh, the Supreme Dalek uh, protests to listen to Khan because he's an abomination. He's insane. And he's a little squid, uh, not in a, a full Dalek suit, just damaged, insane, and just quoting random it, visions you of know, the future. You know, we had so many random Daleks going about. The fact that he made him kind of outside of his suit was perfect because I know who he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it works the whole insane, prophetic creature especially when we get to the end when we realize he set this all up yeah yeah and it also helps because this is the 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 one dalek we've seen the most out of any of these daleks so we we all have a history with with this monster and he just says oh the the doctor is coming the doctor is coming someone will die and just burst into laughter and back at the shadow proclamation Don is sitting on the stairs and a member of the shadow come over and give her some water. And they mentioned that there was something on her back, which was, you know, the, the time beetle from the episode before and apologizes for what's going to happen. Well, at first so she thinks it's the past. Loss. Yeah. Yeah. And you find out it's later and it's mm. an episode full of prophecies. Here's one more. Ooh. And this is when the doctor's trying to figure out what could be wrong if Donna knew anything strange. And then she just says the same thing she said in episode one, which is the bees are disappearing. You're like, the bees are disappearing. The bees are disappearing. Yeah. It turns out not all bees are bees. Some of them are aliens, which is also technically a reference to the Vesper form from the Agatha Christie episode of series four. There is a lot of cross references that, oh my God, it hurts my brain. Um, And they they follow something called the Tangdoka scale, which is a small little trail that the bees can follow to get back to their home, and it leads them somewhere. And wherever that Tangdoka scale goes, it will lead them to Earth. And before they can leave, uh, Tilda Swinton tells the Doctor that you'll they'll lead uh, he'll lead them into battle, and they'll rage war across the universe. To which the Doctor just uh, says he'll go back and get the key for them and leaves as they scream for the doctor to come back yeah it was lame <laughs> yeah it, i think it, it's one of those things of oh yeah it's still remember there was the time war he's a warrior people know him as the warrior oh okay fair okay as yeah. far as the decision to uh i guess have a thing i guess there's something to that but um yeah. i'm still not sure how to feel about uh his escape I was gonna get the key. Oh, whoops! I've yeah. left. It's 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 like the same as in an episode later on where he's like, "Oh, I'll just jump into that police box and uh, arrest myself." I thought he's I, just taking the piss. I thought I must have been watching the Sarah Jane thing because it felt like it was very childish. <laughs> I mean, th- this uh, Russell T Davies era is like kiddy and campy, but this like yeah. racks up because it it's everyone. It's it's like when I watch an Infinity uh, Endgame and I'm like, oh, they're making jokes on the battlefield to, as the universe is in peril. Sure. Um, but back on Earth, the Daleks have enslaved London. They're ordering the humans to go into their homes. Wolf and Silvery are watching as a man and his family just refuse to join the Daleks' little slave unit, throw bricks at them, run back to their house, and Daleks just incinerate their house with no survivors. I think they should have shot him in front of everybody. 
it would have made more sense. I, I the BBC is going, we don't want to see dead kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah es- essentially. They just blow up their, their house in Dalek Formation Extermination seven. Dalek Formation like, 7, yes, that's right. Yeah, Nah, lame, <laughs> lame, lame, lame. I like that they have to say Maximum Extermination. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, they're making me question if they... they then they're like not as uh forceful at points maybe they're trying to sure. be maybe they enjoy it they're trying to try to be as efficient probably and probably might be but is, is that an emotion i don't, see, I don't know anymore see it's really hard ah, to tell that yeah do daleks enjoy was, killing that would be are, an emotion these are the purest of pure daleks yeah so, yeah yeah uh, but Wolf and Sylvia run away, but they get caught by a Dalek. But he's got his paintball gun, shoots a Dalek in the eye like they have before. But they're upgraded. The paint melts away and their vision isn't impaired this time. They go to be exterminated, but it explodes because Rose is behind them with a big old gun. And she knows who Donna's family are and she needs them for help. Yeah, but not to help Donna. It's it's no, just not to her, just for her own personal gain. My own personal gain. And uh, we find that the last time that Wolf spoke to Donna was when they were on the planet of Midnight. So this is a long time ago because this is a couple episodes prior. And uh, Sylvia just doesn't believe it. She thinks it's ri- ridiculous. Which, after everything that she's seen so far with the doctor and with Donna, this series and also the Christmas special ages ago, it, it just shows how little Sylvia cares for her daughter at all. Yeah. I mean, I really hate Jackie, but at least I hate mm. Jackie. I just don't care about Sylvia. I just, yeah, I, I she just brings the mood down, which yeah. I totally get. that's the whole point. And this is what that's this, the ending and the tragedy of this story is. I mean, it's the feeling that Donna ends up being who Donna is because of Sylvia's yeah. influence. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, back at the the house, they're trying to reach uh, Donna and the Doctor, but there's no avail, and she just has despair because they were her last hope of finding the Doctor. Meanwhile, the TARDIS has just been flying the entire time, to, and they stop at the Medusa Cascade, something referenced uh, a couple a couple times. Uh, it's where it's like where the 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 Time Lords go at points when the very young and it's the center of a rift in space and time and that's where they look uh to see who they'll be I, they reference it in uh series three as well and it's like where the master and the doctor look to figure out who they were some it drives mm. insane the master insane and some it makes them run oh far yes away, yes yes being the one who runs what a and, stupid uh, name though Oh, it's it's a, it's a total like doctor who 2000s thing like i hear the word medusa cascade i'm like yeah yeah so, the Atlas Summit. It's, it's a little I can come up with it too. The, Greek it's, mythology it's and a geographic feature. Done. Yeah. <laughs> the Trojan hotspot. Yeah, stuff hot like that. You have me a Trojan, but the hotspot. Yeah. We can do better. <laughs> the, the Trojan whirlpool. There we go. Yeah, the Trojan oasis. There we are. Oh, that's a good one. There we are. And, uh, the the doctor's like, we we've stopped. There is there are supposed to be twenty seven planets, but they're they're nowhere. And Donna just doesn't know what to do with neither does the doctor he is end of the line and he shuts down yeah this is it but back on earth uh torchwood bannerman row listen as the united nations surrender the earth and they've all given up sarah jane captain jack no hope and the daleks are just waging war 
But at the noble's house, the laptop switches itself on and a voice starts to come through and Sarah and Torch would hear it too. And Jack just says to turn it off because it's another person crying for help. But the woman then shames Jack and demands he stand to attention. And this woman is Harriet Jones, former prime minister. Yeah, I know who she is. Oh, do you? I That's did. cool. <laughs> but no, I was really glad that we, like, of everything, because we 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 didn't cover her first episode. We would be cover her, her, I'd say her main sort of plot, yeah, character episode of the Christmas special. Yeah, this why I'm like everything comes back, and yep. there are four contacts so far in the call: Harriet, Sarah Jane, the Torchwood team. And you Rose think the fourth of- is going to be Rose, and she's shouting at the screen, "It's me! It's me! I can hear it's you!" Because uh, we find out- won't let Wolf get a, a microphone or a, a webcam. She says they're naughty. They're naughty. What could Wolf be getting up to with that webcam? <laughs> I love Wolf. Yep. And uh, from there, she's screaming, but the fourth contact gets through, and it's Martha. Who would have guessed she survived? Well, I don't know. I mean, I bet you Captain Jack felt pretty sheepish there. <laughs> But uh, Project Indigo was smarter than they thought because it took her back home to her mum, tapping into her mind. And at the end of the universe, she still came back to her. And this is where we all get our references to different episodes. Uh, Torchwood meets Sarah Jane, and they reference an episode of the Sarah Jane Adventures with the Slovene. And Sarah Jane says, too many guns. And this is where we just find out that the reason the Daleks won't be able to find them is this is a, a subwave network, which is created by the Mr. Copper Foundation of our friend Mr. Copper himself from last episode. Cool. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's still just a nice thing that they get to reference as much as they possibly can, and it makes sense. Let's explain away why this works. Should we mention the satellites? Don't mention the satellites. No. It's just a, a subwave. That it's makes sub, sense. Subwave, yeah. Know. And uh, this is when Jack's saying that everyone at this moment has something to fight for, but she wants to know what Martha's Osterhagen key is, and Harry immediately says, don't. Don't ask about the Osterhagen key. Don't use it at all. They need to find the doctor. And this is why they want... Uh, but, 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 but I still want to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what it will be. I oh, hope it has a don't big know. consequence. Oh, it's, it's, see, my mind's jumping to the end of the world, but surely it can't be yeah. that. No, not at all. No. And Sarah just wants to know what's going on because the doctor did depose her. I don't know how I don't know how she knows this. I didn't end up going back to watch school reunion, but I don't think they referenced that at all. But sure. What how they know what she, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. But um Harriet Jones is like, well, I stand by my actions because I knew this would happen. I appreciated the fact that she she's doubles down here. I appreciate yeah, this. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's not wrong in no. the slightest. And uh, they explained the uh, Martha explains that they, they could try and phone the doctor with the subwave network with the power of the rift from Torchwood. And they have Mr. Smith who will be able to use all global telecommunications network. So every satellite, there are the satellites. That's um, a good point. How, question How do how, the software of it knows someone's a friend of a doctor and it's just the four of them like what happened to the poor girl who owns like the comic book shop from blank why are they not in on this call what happened to all of the cl- this i wrote in my notes originally it finds every person who's related to the doctor in some way if you were in the revival and not the classic series <laughs> poor joe uh poor like uh, i can't remember her name joe something she was a member of the doctor who 
club who appeared in Sarah and Jane. How, how does the software figure it out? Are you is it listening on everything you ever do, or are you using like I love the doctor as your password on things? I have no idea. And did the software stop being used? This could have been really handy in future, you know, sort of generations of the doctor. Would Lucy from uh, the the Master episode, who at this point is currently in prison, would she start appearing in the Subwave Network because she was re- seeing the Doctor? Do the does the Doctor in his previous iterations? Why can't he be called for this? I mean, this is the problem I have with Doctor Who, of course, is the idea that it treats Doctor Who like it is linear, but also says it's a time travel show. Because theoretically, yeah. you should be able to have you know eleven, ten, thirteen, nine, four, and six all rock up if you want to. Mm. especially with people who have been in relate like the brigadier is still technically alive at this point he's not dead yet so he could be the the phone call thing totally i'd get because it's martha's phone and that calls the tardis whenever i yep. still don't fully understand how that works but sure uh but at this point it's transmitting and uh the only thing is harriet jones know if they transmit the phone call to the doctor the daleks will find out and they will kill her but she knows that. She doesn't care. I respect that. Yeah. So they start transmitting. The doctor starts to get the call, uh, with one of them being Ro- Rose's Saki, this entire call. I completely forgot to mention. She's so, she's like, who's that? Yeah, well, I was the first companion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, doctor, find me. Find me, doctor. He gets a call. And before he can truly get in, we go back to the Daleks. The Supreme Dalek is saying that the culprit needs to be exterminated. And they were warned by Davros because Dalek Khan foretold that the yep. children of time will be moving against them. It's all falling into place. And this is then when the Daleks burst into Harriet's house. Uh, she even says Harriet Jones, former prime minister. Who With her passport. That's the best part. She just holds yeah. her passport up. Yes, we know who you are. That's funny that even they do that, yeah. Yeah, and they they tell her that uh, she says that you know nothing of any human and that will be your downfall. She's exterminated. But we think she's dead. In 2020, no, 2018, Russell T. Davies released a, a, a book of canon poems about every single doctor, one of them being about Harriet Jones saying that she survived by dropping down onto a motorbike underneath her house. I don't believe that for no, a not, second. Not having it. Not having it. It's. I totally get it. It's supposed to be like nice and cute. I hate it. No, give 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 Harriet Jones this moment. Don't take it away. Yeah, I, this is the thing where t- Russell T. Davis doesn't usually do this. Moffat does it a lot, which is no one's allowed to die for Moffat. So I was really surprised that Russell T. Davies did the same thing. He knew he was ending. Yeah. He he knows he's in his end game. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah. And what's Harriet Jones? What is what is later. what is Harriet Jones gonna do? What arc does she have left? Nothing. It's over. It's over. So this Nothing. is this she's, is the chance for her to be sent dead. off in a in a heroic moment. Yeah. Uh and she's dead. And finally, after she dies and it's back at Torchwood, the phone starts to ring. Martha rings them. They get through. And on the other line, they're able to finally break through their time traveling because everything in the Medusa Cascade is one second out of sync, which does come back eventually a couple of times as well that they'll reference in uh, future episodes, which I do appreciate. Can't wait. Like a one and done thing. Yeah. Uh, they well, it's, it, the doctor does it to stop the master finding a starter in like his final episode. Okay, 
Yeah. And uh, we get uh, we get a little outer space Zoom. I'm going to update what Donna says because she says it's a Facebook, but this is totally a Zoom call. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's shouting and telling the Doctor about the Daleks, and he's happy to see every single person there. Well, except Rose, despite her being there, but he doesn't know that yet. But back on the, the Crucible, Khan says that the Doctor's here, the Dark Lord is coming. And then the figure... Uh, Davros demands to uh, have access to the subwave network, which they've always had. So that would mean that they would have access to where every single person living is, I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. To be fair, I totally understand why, because they all need to be alive as Dalek Khan's prophecy foretold. But uh, everyone vanishes from the screen and it's just Davros saying and saying, welcome to my new empire, Doctor, with his little, little voice. And um, he's going to witness the resurrection, the triumph of Davros. And the Doctor doesn't understand this because he saw him die in the first year of the Time War into the jaws of the Nightmare Child at the gates of Elysium. Very big, haunting words, which we, we never see. The Nightmare Child was a, uh, a Dalek. Just a big Dalek. Cool. Eh. Yeah. Sure. Um. And this is then when uh, Davros says that it took one stronger than you, Dark Khan, stronger than me, because he flew into the void. He flew through time after his Series 3 stint, and he flew back into the Time War, losing his mind to save Davros. And he succeeded, unlike all of the Time Lords before him. And this is then when we find out that all of these Daleks as well were grown from a cell of Davros's volley to sh- uh, body to show that his his little his little body's been turned into just a skeleton fleshy mound. Yeah, now he looks weird. It's disgusting. <laughs> now he looks weird. He <laughs> was a normal guy before. That yeah. happened to him. Poor man. Uh, he's got, he's got to be got to be terrible for him at the beach and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before like kicking back with your one hand, head was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His little uh, Doctor Claw. So he's got, he's got like like an infinity stone in his head. Oh well, yeah. it's a Dal- I think it's supposed to be a Dalek. I I have no idea. I I, I t- I'll tell you what. You know what? Like Vision has when everyone's like, "Oh, Marvel, it looks so good." Davros beats him by forty years. It's like, oh, you're gross. Half machine, half man. Eyes. I want to see. I want fan fiction with Davros and Elizabeth Olsen. That's what I want. <laughs> Oh no! There's there's Wandavision season two. Make it happen. If you can get oh, Spidey from Sony, you can get this. Wanda Davros. Wanda oh, Davros. That's right. And yeah, we find out that these Daleks are new Daleks, the truest Daleks, the most pure Daleks you could possibly have. All the Nazi imagery yeah. with the Daleks never goes yeah. away, does it? It's not going to in the second episode, especially when they go to a country. Yep, still my favorite part. Yep. Uh, but uh, the doctor just cuts off, and also Sarah Jane is terrified because she saw him die. So this is like just impossible to her. And uh, this is then after the doctor hangs up, Khan just says that death is coming. I see it. It's coming to the most faithful companion. And uh, this is when you know the Daleks have found Torchwood. They're gonna come and blow up Cardiff. So. Jack decides to leave. He gets his little uh, vortex manipulator. Asks Martha to give him. Well, everybody some leaves the people who are depending on them. To be fair, this isn't the first time he's done that. What a uh, terrible bunch he, of people! 
when he did when they did series three and he shows up for the finale in Torchwood, they have it canon that Jack just fucked off and left them for months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, where were you? It's like, I oh, better things to do. Yeah. It's great. Um, so he uh teleports away to try and find the doctor. Uh Sarah gets in her car to drive off to try and find the doctor. Rose teleports off to try and find the doctor, and everyone else is left alone. The Daleks break into Torchwood. Uh the doctor uh is trying to find rose he has a question he they land back on earth and he's asking donna well what did she say to you what did she say and donna just says why don't you tell her herself yourself and he sees rose walking far away i'll tell you what donna does not need to go to spec savers no she's doing great she's all right because that's quite the distance to point out someone you met once he sees Rose. The music starts to swell. They're running towards each other. It's swelling and swelling. Then a Dalek just appears out of nowhere, shoots him in the chest. He hits the floor. He's dying. Rose sees him die yet again. And she's like, I came all this way to see you. Jack appears, shoots the Dalek. So much is going on. They get back to the TARDIS. He's in pain. And they ask if there's anything they can do. She doesn't know yet. And Jack just says, get away from the doctor. Rose, get away from the doctor. And at the same point, Sarah's in her car. It's about to hit two Daleks. They see her despite her road rage. They're still going to kill her, even though she apologizes. Daleks don't accept apologies. She's about to be shot. So much is going on. Torchwood get uh, attacked. They're about to get exterminated. That's what we see. And the doctor just says, I'm about to regenerate and regenerate. And thus began the longest week of my life as a child. Yeah, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, I watched this on you Netflix. Weren't, you weren't watching it when it, when it first aired, were you? No, 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 no. I, I arrived in England far after us. Yeah. Yeah. So this was something that none of us expected. My dad, the diehard Doctor Who fan, lost his absolute mind. Like the newspapers were like, who could it be? Could it be... Um, Oh, who's it? Professor X uh, in the Patrick Stewart? Uh, not Patrick Stewart, the uh, the younger one. Oh, uh, McAvoy. Yeah, they're like, could it be James McAvoy? Could it be any of these people? Could it be this? Everyone was losing their mind about this because no, no one knew. But we we knew at the point that David Tennant was gonna leave at some point. He was nearing the end, so this just could have been a a big thing. And like. I think it's a, it's it would have been a great twist. It's a great twist if only it's not immediately, you know. This gone. is yeah. We'll talk about it when we come back from the other side of it. Oh yeah. Or, or, yeah. So yeah, he's regenerating. His hands go out. All the regeneration energy happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's the end. Yeah. He 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 hasn't regenerated. He's still the Doctor, and he just references his handy hand hand from his first ever episode. I will say. I've been using my girlfriend as a guinea pig because she's never seen Doctor Who and knows nothing about it. And we watched this episode. She had no idea this was happening and freaked out. Okay. Which is um, really interesting because I like that people now are getting to experience it without having seen oh, it. There's something fun about watching someone watching yeah. it for the first time, absolutely. Um, if only the reveal isn't so... Eh. It's a shame because well, it's such a big thing. Yeah, it's the second most egregious bait and switch for me. Yeah. Um, bigger stakes but not as lame yeah this is he goes into his hand they reference that and it's still the doctor oh hang on hang on you got it you got it you got it something way better than that so now we're in the second episode yeah 
Yeah. Okay. In the second episode, the, the regeneration said. energy is pumping out of his hands. We see that orange sort of sparkly stuff that always happens. Yeah. Like someone's gone on their phone and gone the sepia all the way up, <laughs> and we're like, oh, it's and then somehow he's able to, to to project that energy towards his hand, which has been the hand from the Christmas invasion episode from Tennant's first episode, yeah. which has been sitting in a cryogenic chamber like it's one of the aliens from the Simpsons, waiting mm-hmm. all this time, and it soaks up all of the regeneration energy and then apparently that's good enough yeah he can just turn himself in just stay the same to me this is not as bad as are you my mummy go to your room that is still the worst one for me i think is a at the time i was so i was like relieved but at the same point i was really annoyed yeah yeah because it may i totally understand it it makes sense for the episode and everything that's going to happen it still has its consequences. This is a regeneration. And yeah, we, we, we later find out this one counts, yes. When when we were watching the episode, I was like, are you ready to see the 11th Doctor? Because it's technically the 11th Doctor. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 you, want, if uh, you want to be really annoying about it. Yeah. But uh, he just put it into a, a biological re- receptacle that matched him, but it's still him. And they embrace. They're happy. Back to Sarah Jane. And she's covering her hands. She's about to die. But thankfully, Rose and uh, Mickey and Jackie appear out of nowhere, shoot the Daleks, thankfully. And they got to, because those Smiths got to stick together. And before we have any time to figure out what's going on, our other cliffhanger is resolved because uh, there's a time lock that Tosh from Torchwood was able to do at some point. This but I thought I that was it. just a rumor. I didn't think he got a chance to finish it. Yeah. And this is why I find it a bit like not the regeneration of everything else a bit more annoying than Are You My Mommy? Because we have three cliffhangers, three yeah, massive fair enough. things that are so, so sewed away. Uh, and I get it. I just don't care about anybody else, man. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. As a kid, I'm like, oh, no, they can't kill Sarah Jane. Just oh, please show. do. Oh, no, they can't kill Torchwood. They please do. <laughs> kill them all. Oh, nah. Just leave ten of the love. And uh, from this point, uh, as they're all celebrating, the doctor's not turned into anyone else yet uh the daleks find the tardis and they they send it back up to the crucible which uh mickey jackie and sarah jane have seen be taken away so they all surrender and they're gonna also go aboard the crucible because they're looking for humans for some unknown reason dun 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 and turns out even though they're uh, in the TARDIS, last time that the Rose was uh, witnessing the Daleks with Captain Jack, they were able to withstand anything. But these are new Daleks, powerful Daleks. At so the height of their empire. The TARDIS yeah. is just a wooden door. So uh, Jack, Rose, and the Doctor leave, but Donna's distracted by a heartbeat that she's been hearing a couple times during the last episode as well, and this episode. And... Um, as she goes to look back at what the, the heartbeat is, the doors slam shut of the TARDIS and the Doctor demands Donna be released and the Supreme Dalek denies doing anything, calling it Time Lord Treachery. And before it's too late, before anything can happen, the TARDIS just flies down a chute and goes into the heart of the crucible of a said neutrino energy ball. It'll be destroyed as just a normal relic, unlike a normal TARDIS. Yep. So the TARDIS is a flame crashing, burning up, and Donna collapses near the hand. And just as she's she's convinced she's gonna die, she hears the heartbeat again, touch the container, the energy swirls around of regeneration, 
and out pops David Tennant. Another one. Yep. Um, Doctor naked. Doctor Who point one. Doctor Who point one. Yeah. Uh, the the I'm just I can't be bothered to keep saying Doctor Doctor, so I'm just gonna say Meta Crisis Doctor and Doctor because it's just easier. Um, Doctor Prime. Doctor Prime. The Prime Doctor. The Prime as, Doctor yeah. and the other. There we go. Yeah, the Prime Doctor's watching on the uh, screen as he witnesses the TARDIS be destroyed, as he thinks. And thankfully, the Meta Crisis Doctor is able to flick a switch. The TARDIS dematerializes, and everyone thinks the TARDIS has been destroyed. And all is lost already. So Rose goes to hold his hand because she really can't read the room. No, not at all. Yeah. So at the same time, Martha, seeing everything that's happened, uh, has said that she needs to go to uh, Germany and use Product Indigo to her mom. And she asks what's Product Indigo, and she doesn't say anything and disappears. And my favorite part about this scene is we get to see German Daleks. If you didn't think that the um, the... What's the word I'm looking for? The analogy for Daleks was already like pretty heavy-handed. We get German Daleks yeah, ex- exterminating Germans a bit rough. Yeah, it's so funny. I love it so. I know it's supposed to be menacing, but it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see if they went to Canada if it'd have like a bit of a well, exterminate, eh? Exterminate. Oh, I exterminate, love that. eh? Oh, let's go to Timmy's. <laughs> They don't kill you, they send you to a different brand of coffee chain. Explain. They apologize as they do it. <laughs> and back on the Crucible, we've got uh, the Supreme Dalek who's uh, being distracted by Jack because in, in a rage, he shot the Supreme Dalek and he sh- is promptly shot by the Dalek and killed. Uh, and Rose doesn't realize that he can live forever now, so she thinks he's actually been killed again by a Dalek. I find that so funny. Yeah. Um, and as he's uh, Jack's taken away to be incinerated, he gives a little wink to the doctor, which Rose doesn't see, I guess. But back in the TARDIS, the... Wait, how does he survive? Explain this to me. Wait, the, the incineration or... No, nah, how does Jack Harkness survive? Well, he uh, Rose put the... Uh, used the time vortex when she was bad wolf to give him immortality. Oh, did she? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot uh, he's the He's also the face of Bo. I, yeah, I know. He's the face of Bo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I forgot that he had immortality. That explains why he can live forever and ever and ever. All right. Yeah, because that's the whole thing with Torchwood is they have like a, a thing where he lives for a hundred years beforehand in like the the eighteen hundreds, and they get to see like oh, okay. Captain Jack in in the. Oh, I lost you again. And probably it's time to bring this up. The, the fifty four minutes into this, Ethan's internet went down, proving what I said. They can move the Earth in Doctor Who with no issues. But Ethan and I can't get through a double episode without his internet crashing. So, you know, Russell T. Davies, come figure, figure out Ethan's internet, please, and thank you. So the doctor finds out, uh, the Metacrisis doctor at least, finds out that he's got one heart. He's half human, half Time Lord, and he does not like that. He doesn't like being human. And Don is offended by this and calls him a spaceman, tells him to watch it, to which the doctor immediately says the exact same thing to her. And he's found out he's got Donna's mannerisms. And he then wants to know what that means that Davros is going to do with the planets. And with the Doctor and Rose now in a containment field separated, Davros explains that the 27 planets form an energy pattern called a reality bomb, 
which use the energy of each planet to amplify the electrical forces that hold everything together down to its last atom. And that is the apotheosis of his genius. He's going to create a world that is of nothing but pure Daleks. And at the same point that this is happening, we get to witness this because Mickey, Jackie, and Sarah Jane are all part of the test subjects that are going to have the reality bomb uh, used on them. But as a, a human falls, is uses a helpful distraction, Sarah Jane uses her sonic lipstick to open a door so her and Mickey can escape. But Jackie isn't so lucky yet. But we do find Did out Did you earlier, say sonic lipstick? Yes. Yeah, Sarah Jane can I die. Sarah Jane needs to die. <laughs> No, this is it. This is it. It's not even her kid. Not even her kid. Doesn't need her to come back. I'm sure he's resilient because he was born <laughs> in the shadows. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need Sarah Jane. Get in the bin. Die. <laughs> save the woman. Save the save the random fallen woman. She'll be useful. Oh, no. The Sonic lipstick's great. I oh. had a Sonic lipstick as a kid. It was incredible. Jeez. It was just a toy. To be fair, it was. It was. I get it's a toy. I didn't think you had actual Sonic lipstick. What I suppose those actual functional Sonic screwdrivers you got going around does the exact same thing. To be fair, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's incredible. I don't know when she was supposed to get it. Gender Doctor Who toys, yay! What was that thing? He was like, oh, which, what toy do you want to get? Do you want to get the Sarah Jane Adventures toy or the Torchwood toy or the Doctor Who toy? And it, it was like, it was just a toy for every single kid. The edgy kids would get the Torchwood Vortex Manipulator. The the younger kids would get a Sonic screwdriver or a, a Sonic Spanner. What was it? Yeah. Sonic Wrench or something, whatever the master had. And then younger kids would get the Sonic. Uh, there's a lot of Sonics. Bloody hell. And the Sonic pen. I had the Sonic Hedgehog. <laughs> Which one? The the uh, the one that was uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec or the no. original one? No, the original <laughs> one who uh, had uh, oh, Tails come join him. Tails and Knuckles, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, from here, the reality bomb's about to go off. And uh, a bit earlier in the episode, uh, the way that uh, Jackie and Rose and Mickey were able to get into this uh, universe because they shouldn't be there as they have dimension cannons, which will let them go through. But they have a cool down of 30 minutes or else they rip apart the fabric of space and time. So we've got a countdown because Jackie is going to get destroyed unless that countdown, thankfully, is a finally ends and she can dimension hop just 10 feet away. You, you and I have different definitions of the word thankfully, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Actually, Jackie. if the three of them all died, I wouldn't have minded one bit. Mickey's sure, but I think that's more of a 2021. Oh, I'll tell you, tell you what, even back at this point, if you ask me to name which one of the three I hate the most, it's hard. It's not an easy choice. You know what was really bad? When this uh, episode came out, that week's ep- issue of like the Doctor Who Kids magazine, the, the front page was Captain Jack and Mickey side by side, and it's aged so poorly. Oh, jeez, you're not wrong. Yeah, uh, but Jackie, thankfully, is able to save just herself and not the woman, so she watches everyone just die and get the first Infinity War dusting. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't feel so good, Jackie. Oh, but everyone just is destroyed. And this is then when Davros is like, this is the destruction of reality itself because he's going to go through the rift of the Medusa cascade every quarter of creation. It's like the voice actor went, 
how much is too much? And they went, Davros, baby. Not enough. There's no such thing as too much. <laughs> I do love Davros for that sole reason that he ten like his tenning is He's not he doesn't nowhere ten, near this. He doesn't tend the whole time. He chooses his moments and they're all when the word reality bomb gets said. It's fantastic. <laughs> the destruction of reality itself. Yeah, it's uh it's it's intense. I'm gonna edit that so I have his little vocoded thing as well. It's fantastic. It's intense. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but this one we find out that Darius's plan is to destroy the essentially the multiverse or everything. Yeah. And from that point the end game is only Daleks will live and only Daleks will exist. Which what's sure? the what's the point in being in charge if you can't load it over someone? Yeah. That's why I keep point. you around. I mean, it's I just get, it's quite uh, simple. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what we kept Liam around. Oh. I guess that, he's like, yeah, that's what we'll keep a doctor around. I guess I don't know. I don't know. That's what he thinks. Actually, I'll be, I'll be torture to make the make the doctor live yeah. in the forever of this. Yeah, not not wrong. The forever of this of the people, the 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 race that destroyed his people that he yeah. thought he stopped, then destroyed it. Oh, that's horrible. I hate that. Uh, but Jack finds his way, and he's uh, he's burst through the pipes. He's found Mickey, Sarah Jane, and Jackie. And as they realize a way that they can stop the Crucible from destroying everything, Sarah Jane, thankfully, has a warp star, which is a teeny tiny bomb <sighs> ready to explode whenever. Hey, what's that in your pocket? Oh, I got a magic doohickey. Oh, that's very doohickey X Machina. It is very doohickey. Oh, let me just say that again. Oh, that's very doohecky X Machina, but you know, I'm from the Sarah Jane Adventures. Kids don't really like plot. They like stuff. I like, uh, I'd like to refer back to uh, the episode prior where Sarah Jane's like, I don't like you guys at Torchwood because you have too many guns. Yep. Anyway, I've got a, a bomb strapped to Here, my chest. Here's, here's a necklace that can blow up the world. Ah, oh, perfect. Great. Uh, but they're going to use the warp star to try and threaten the Daleks to destroy the Crucible. And... Thankfully, at the exact same time, Marth is now in Germany and she is going to use the Osterhagen key, which we find out now is going to detonate 25 nuclear warheads strategically placed in the Earth's crust but to destroy the she, planet and disable the reality. She gets two other people there for the Hagen Dawes key and they're ready to go ahead and, and twist it. And then she's like, whoa, whoa, we gotta wait. And they're like, whoa, you, you like called this meeting. And she's like, you're a unit soldier. I answer to someone bigger than unit. Well, someone you told your flipping mom, is it? You didn't say, <laughs> and hopefully the doctor will be there. No, because there might be a camera on me and I gotta keep the suspense going about the Hagen Dawes key. She's even like, I am a soldier for unit. I have to do this. Yeah, like there's no mention of a doctor at, at all. I remember when, uh, the whole point of Martha Jones's arc in the the finale of series three was everyone was like, are you going around the world to find a weapon to kill the master? And it is like, no, I told people to turn the doctor into Jesus. I yeah. was never going to kill anyone. I was a disciple. Anyway, nuke the planet. You know what? That was a whole year. I'd have a year. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm going to go see everyone. some. I'm going to go I'll have a conversation with with a with a, a forceful German woman. And then, uh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn, and then I'm gonna turn the Hagendowski. Simple as. I love that. I prefer the Hagendowski. <laughs> uh, but but Martha's plan isn't to destroy all of humanity yet, because she's gonna threaten the Daleks and be like, "I'm gonna blow up the planet unless you stop." Because if I blow up the planet, then you can't do your plan. So you can't do your plan. So don't do your plan. It's basically like, I'll blow up the planet unless you stop. 
But if I do blow up the planet, you, you're going to have to stop any. There is a lose-lose. It is a lose-lose situation. All you can hope for by being the humans is that you get a moral victory in that the Daleks won't be successful. It's, it's a game of chicken, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, from that point, it's it's uh, it's a bit too late because before anything can happen, uh, Davros is like, cool, just teleport them here because they could always do that. Sure, yes. Yeah. Sure. We, we need the band back together. Yeah. Because that's what Dalek Khan said would happen. And this is uh, the Doctor's children of time because he's the man that never carries a gun, but he turns ordinary people into soldiers in his war. Paul the Doc, this is when he just, he just gets. Uh, no, I thought this was a good speech. I invented the yeah, Daleks, like but look it. at what you've created. Brilliant. Really good speech. It's, it's it, I love this. It, they really, Russell T. Davies really gets what Davros always was. But it's he also, is, it's also the great irony of a doctor is that this, he's, yeah. Davros is 100% right. But the, the doctor's here, assistants always gather weapons and want to kill peeps. Because from here, the Davros then is like, well, think how many people also died for you. Oh, the, the flashback. Oh, so good. Astrid, the tree woman from episode two of Doctor Who. We see people from Pete's world. We see Vicky or something from Bad Wolf. Vicky with a Y, yeah. Vicky with a Y. Or an I or whatever. The... It's fun. You know who we don't see in this? Who? You don't see Eccleston. Oh, <laughs> it would have been. I mean, makes sense. It would have fitting to have seen him like talking to someone or something i think it was more just the points that they die really yeah yeah because we then also get people from like midnight we see river song i like that they do include river song how many times uh, you can say river song this uh, this episode what's a going lot on of times because i i don't know we're, we're not really going to cover another river song episode so this is my river song are you podcast. serious is this the only th- reference you're gonna make to river song at all We've got a couple, but not like any of her story. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, there'll be episodes with her, but like nothing okay. that is the the river song. Melody as long as the, as long as the entirety time. of Alex Kingston on the podcast isn't a flashback. <laughs> that <laughs> was like sure that is? was like that was like two frames long. <laughs> nah, she's got a, she's got a couple episodes, but nothing Melody Pond related because it's too complex for my brain to, yeah, to bring Pond. into one podcast. Yeah. Uh, but from there, the Davros is laughing because he finally has his victory over the Doctor. He showed him his true self. He's the one that kills people as well. The Daleks lock all of their uh, positions and they're ready to use the reality one bomb to wipe out all of existence. And this is when everything could be all but lost. But right as everything's counting down for 200 rels, so 200 seconds, Yeah, thankfully... Right as it's about to count down, the TARDIS magically appears and the Doctor steps out, which is the most Doctor Who thing possible. You mean, the, like you mean the, the, the variant Doctor, yeah? Yeah, the, 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 the Sylvie Doctor. The Sylvie Doctor. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> and he steps out because he's got a gun and he's just going to shoot uh, Tavros with a, a Z-Neutrino weapon that will fire back and use his DNA and destroy all of the Daleks. I really, like, this is the thing. People were like, well, his motives don't make any sense when he genocide the Daleks. No, they were always there. He had the, he had the atom gun. Yeah. Uh, but as he runs, the doctor's like, no, don't do it. And Davros then... Uh, you know, Palpatine's the Metacrisis Doctor, well, he shoots and he hits him. the floor. He shoots him. Why, does, why doesn't this one die or regenerate? Because it's just an electric, it's like an electric current, really. It wasn't like a proper shot shot. 
No, nah, it's just it's it's the equivalent of like tasering someone, I guess. Yes, uh, episode. Davros's hand is just a massive taser. Sure. And uh, then Donna's like, "Oh, I'll try and do it. How do I use it?" And she gets tased by Davros and flies into a <sighs> into a big old contraption, and everything's all but lost. It's counting down the last ten seconds, and right as it hits one, nothing happens because it turns out Donna. The temp from Chiswick, nothing special, Donna Noble, 100 words a minute, (sighs) has got all of the Time Lord brain possible. And she's now half Time Lord and she's figuring everything out. She's turning off Davros's hand. She's turning off all of the Daleks' motor functions so that they can't exterminate, making them spin around this way, that way. Oh, she's having a great time, and this is the oh, movie we get. So, the, it's the so goofy. Back. It's so flipping goofy. It's so goofy, and it's <sighs> uh, it also begs the question: Why is there one one machine that controls everything? That controls. Well, the this dog, is like Star Wars logic, Davros. isn't it? This is like if yeah. you kill the mothership or Independence Day, yeah. kill the mothership, yeah. everything goes down. All right. But the doll my my only thought if i was a machine this, i wouldn't build any sort of like incapacitate everybody's switch yeah yeah if my only theory behind this and it's the only excuse i can ever use which is dalek khan did this yes dalek but uh, the machine. doctor who is full of i'm just gonna do something that doesn't explain anything and then i'm gonna tell you why yeah. it worked that's doctor who and after a while you have to kind of either steer into it or go this is too far and i can't deal with this um tenant made it work uh ready for this Catherine tate does not uh, especially because she's talking so fast she's like oh, did I mention what i'm convinced she started slurring her words and they just didn't bother doing the second cut on a couple of these i want to know how many takes this took they like, this sucked it's it's a it's a real letdown but this is the the thing they've been building towards all the series for <sighs> uh, in donna's run the the udo is like oh it's the dr donna and she's the dr donna and that was that and, was like, from a storytelling perspective yeah. well done Oh, I the love actress could the actress couldn't pull it off. Maybe there's a point later on where I'll agree with well, that. At this point, I'm just pon- like trying not, to catch it, like keep up. It's like the Doctor Dumber, you know what I mean? Like it's all it is. Yeah. It's not yeah, the Doctor it's, Donna. It's the human Doctor. She's like she even says, uh, "Just need that." Okay, explain this to, to me. To Why doesn't he have the same crisis she does? I have no idea. Thank you. Okay. Is it because she's a human body with a time Lord? He's got a human body. This is stupid. I believe it's because he is like, he is properly like he's made of the doctor. So he will have. So she, like, uh, maybe he's a new he has, being. He has his memories. He has like his <sighs> brain. So he should that be even worse. He's got like thousands of years of memories in him. The, the excuse they use. The, this the is the Sylvie. She's it. Sylvie. This is the way I think they do it. Is they're like, oh, this is this is this was part of the Doctor after he regenerated. As far as so, uh, imagine essentially. Put your hands in a box. I think the the excuse I think is it's it's essentially just Chris Eccleston regenerates, the hand comes off, and the next thing that that part experiences is then it is this. So as far as that body part is concerned, it is it's still the Doctor. Lame. It's it's a time lordy thing. Yeah, this is yeah. the same. It's not time lord. <laughs> it's I have no way. I really don't get yep, it. It's essentially like it's technically it's the doctor's body. Because so we do need that. him to to kiss Rose Tyler. 
to be fair, how funny would it have been is if after the Doctor and Donna leave He's just like broken. Like, will we can be together for it? Oh. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing ever. I don't think Rose Tyler would notice. Uh, from this point, this is then where uh, we find out that uh, Dalek Khan masterminded all of this because he, when he flew into the time vortex and traveled through time, he saw who the Daleks really were and he declared no more. And part of my brain, like, this is, this is like, I've, I've said this in the last episode with the fact that they keep referencing no more. This totally isn't like intentional, but this is now like a thing later on. I'm like, ah, more no more from the War Doctor. Not the same thing, but it's a nice like yep. call forward, which can now be used as a callback, technically. Yeah, yeah I guess I right. Yeah. But from here, the, the Supreme Dalek descends to the vault floor and accuses Davros of being the one who betrayed the Daleks. And uh, Davros like, no, no, who is it me? Dalek Khan's the traitor. And he can't do anything. So he just says that he's going to kill them all. And uh, Jack just blows up the Supreme Dalek like a regular Dalek. I thought there would be more. No, no. Why, why, why build this something? Let's just have an anticlimax. The supreme Dalek goes out like a Dalek. All right, sure. They're all they're all supremes or gods or governors yeah. or priests or yeah, blah. But as the good guys are, are they escaping now? Is that what's happening? Uh yeah, everyone's now escaping. They're going into the TARDIS. They're getting ready. Dalek Khan does warn. Yeah, that one, one of them will, will still die. Still die. But before this can happen, Mayor Crisis Doctor's about to just like up his kill count entirely. Because oh, he commits mass genocide on the Daleks. Because Dalek Carnazi says to him, he's like, there can be no more Daleks, Doctor. And Donna's even like, no, no, wait, wait a second. Wait for the Doctor to get here in the Mayor Crisis. Like, but I am the Doctor. And just kills everyone. And the Doctor's tet like, angry about this like you don't you didn't have the right to do this this is and this is prime was, doctor to yeah prime doctor crisis to doctor crisis and it, he just tells him to get into the tardis they're letting everyone go in and i love um the way that it's shot they've got the two doctors leading everyone in and the meta crisis doctor in his blue suit is just like oh come on hey everyone i didn't just genocide everyone he's having such a great time <laughs> hang on hang on Mickey. um i'm on board with harriet jones i'm on board with meta crisis doctor here if it's a dalek kill them all I think it's more just like the the if he does it, he's just as bad as the Daleks. Blah blah blah. Because uh, but he's not. Is, 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 is this false? Is this false equivalency? It's not. I don't know. It's a dumb. Anyway, so the Davros is like, you did this, Doctor. I name you the Destroyer of Worlds. And it's a thing the Daleks have associated with the Doctor forever. And he howls in fury as the flames surround him. And the Doctor's like, I'll save you. He's like, nah. Not going to let that happen. Yep. And as Don just, uh, Khan just cackles. Uh, he's like, one's still going to die. And uh, this is the point that everyone gets like the happiness from because all the planets have been sent away at this point, bar one. Of course, it's Earth. But they're going to use the TARDIS as a tow truck to get it back to Earth. And they use Torchwood's Rift Manipulator and Mr. Smith to tie a lasso of energy around the TARDIS. Oh, what a load of crap. This sucks Kaline so much. shows up for a second. Not to mention the cinematography um, inside the, the TARDIS sucks as well, and I was surprised by that. I could have shot better. Point, 
My favorite point is when uh, Martha Jones breaks the fourth wall for a second and she's like, look at me, I'm piloting the TARDIS. It's I, like this awkward like thing it. when they're all like holding on to stuff going, what do we do? And they're all kind of yeah. looking at each other going. Because uh, the thing with the TARDIS is, the Doctor says, is it is meant for six or seven people. I can't remember how many, but he does it by himself. So finally, they've got all these people who are going to touch these dials and get it all to work properly, except Jackie. Not you, Jackie. Just, just no. So it's a women can't drive joke. We we got time for that. I think it's just Jackie in general because oh, like Rose, Rose, Sarah Jane, and Martha are doing it. It's just it's Jackie. We haven't had our Jackie joke by the doctor yet. Yeah, yeah. we haven't had a Jackie yet, and it 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 was long due. Yeah. Um. So back at back on Earth, K nine. Uh, the, the little robot dog is uh, using his TARDIS uh, sort of coordinates into Mr. Smith so they can figure out how to tow it around. And everyone's holding on and celebrating and the the Ood celebration music from when the Ood uh, uh, no longer enslaved starts to play as everyone celebrates the Earth being towed home. Uh, many earthquakes and tsunamis are most likely happening that will never get mentioned, but sure. Yep. Everyone's getting shook around. Yeah, like, 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 wow, no, this is great. Like, yeah, some dishes are rattling, but no houses are falling over. We don't want any, like, yeah. legitimate no, issues. No. Nah. And uh, that's when they all land and it's ready to return home. Sarah it's Jane. It's not like there's to- a bloody slot where you can just plug it. It goes click and you're like, got the earth back. <laughs> Stupid. The and, moon, uh, the moon would have floated. Can we hear? The moon would have floated away. Yeah. The moon's just sitting there waiting for Earth to come hang out. Oh, here you guys are. The moon would have been drifting probably towards Venus. My my brain wants to say that they time traveled, so they put it back in the exact same Maybe it was, just, it was just a second. But, the, but they showed us the linear travel. I think that's more just for us to see. They're, tra- they're traveling through the time vault. Some, something. Because I think they need to travel through the Medusa Cascade and then out again. I'm creating excuses that probably don't. And I, 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 and again, I wish Russell T Davies had gotten some of that Stephen Moffat production budget because it's it's just clearly not the same. You get a little PNG gif. Of yeah, the TARDIS it's it's a ter- it's a terrible yeah, bigger scene. And smaller. <laughs> I have I have a like a a, a little. I kind of love it, but mainly I think just is from like a nostalgic point of view, which is why I got I get so excited about this episode. And then I watch and go, ah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're back on Earth, and uh, Sarah Jane's like, "You say you're the loneliest man, but you have the biggest family in on all of Earth." I would beg to differ because we're never going to see you again. Who um, said this? Sarah Jane. Oh, okay. We'll see her for a second uh, in like two years, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, everyone's saying their goodbyes. Uh, then Martha and Jack go, and he's not allowed to use his vortex manipulator. And Mickey's then like, "I'm. I know I should be on a parallel Earth, but my my my, my grand's dead, so I'm staying here, and I'm gonna go marry Martha Jones." Because I need to. We need to take the two love struck people and marry yeah. them off, so we don't feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because then uh, Jack's like, hey, why do you come work with Torchwood? So she can show up for like two episodes uh, and never be seen again. Uh, So it's the end. And we need to go back to Pete's world to to send Rose and Jackie off because they could have stayed uh, in on the the normal 
prime Earth, but the the Metacrisis Doctor committed a genocide and he can't be looked after. Which to where I would oh, say kill him. I guess more so we don't have two doctor we don't have two David yeah. Tennants running around. Yeah. Uh it's not it's gonna be like, how dare you, David Tennant, for saving the world? <laughs> oh he surely should have stayed. He'd have been a, he'd have been yeah. a hero. Well, his whole his whole thing is like he was born out of blood and anger and war, which he's like he's more like uh, the war doctor than yeah, he's like William Hurt, doctor. yeah, yeah. So um, that whole thing, they're like, okay, cool, you're gonna look after him, Rose. You need to make him better, like you made me better all those years ago. And uh, before before she can say anything, she's like, but you're you're the doctor. He's not the doctor. And Donna, being smart, Donna's like, don't you understand? Don't you see? tell her the the and he's like well i've got one heart that means i'm gonna age and i'll die like you one day and um he's like yeah well both of you guys tell me the last time i was here well, she, of my she, life, i don't think it's both of them i think she goes to prime doctor and just says tell me yeah, yeah she's like worst day of my life what did what did you say to me he's like well i just said rose tyler but how was that gonna end he's like does it need saying and the human half human doctor's like I'll tell you, whispers it, and they just they just eat each other's faces. Oh, she's so heartless. She's so heartless. So much so that he turns around and just yeah. walks, Prime Doctor, and walks straight into the TARDIS, and she doesn't notice until the, the door's already shut. And that's the last time yeah. they see each other. Yeah. Wow. At least, like, chronologically, for her, he'll see her one more time, but it's kind of weird. Anyway, yeah. uh, at this point, uh, the Doctor and Donna are uh, sort of celebrating, and she's like, "Oh, why don't we go and do all these cool things? We could go, you know, we could go to this this planet where the the mountains sway in the breeze." And she's really sounding like David Tennant now. She's doing like her best impression possible. And she's like, "Well, if you just uh, fix this, you could fix the binary, binary, binary." And she her, she's just breaking down. Yeah, it's good thing. I hear it takes about three hours to kick in. Yeah. Good thing it didn't happen at all with a when it would have been inconvenient if she broke, that didn't happen. That's gonna be I, I that was good. I wish that the the Metacrisis doctor did that and it's like, what did you say? I said Rose Tyler, I, 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 and just explodes. That's how it ends. Um so then she's like, she's breaking because a human body, a human brain can't take a time lord's mind at all. So she knows what's going to happen. Unless you're David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still don't. Yeah. And she knows what's going to happen. And this 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 scene, no matter how many times I will, it breaks my heart. And I really think Catherine Tate does a fantastic job here because she's she knows what's going to happen and she's begging him not to because she was going to spend the rest of her yeah. life with the doctor as the doctor Donna because she doesn't want to go back to her awful life with Sylvia just bullying her and making her feel weak and pointless yeah. and being a temp in Chiswick. And, 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 and a he, joke. Yeah, and the doctor just apologizing like, but we had such a great time together. And just, but as she begs, he puts his fingers to her temple and wipes her mind, and she just falls apart asleep. And we go back to Chiswick, and Wilfred's all excited because the door knocks. He's like, "Oh, I can't wait to see Donna." Donna opens the door, and just he, the doctor's holding her, begging for help. And the way Wilfred just says, "Donna," it breaks my heart every time. That one line he does so well. Yeah. Um, and this is then when the doctor just tells them everything. Bernard Cribbins is always a win. Um, yeah, he is fantastic. They stumbled upon something there. And uh, mm. 
Yeah, maybe we didn't give enough enough lip service to the reveal that, you know, Donna was the most special, important person in the universe and all these things come together. And it links from, you know, meeting Wilf to her and the TARDIS on her wedding day to all these things. And, uh, you know, how do you take the most, you know, kind of Catherine Tatey, low-class kind of, um joking about calories yeah and all that you know as 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 common as they come and you make her the most uncommon person in the universe the most special person all of creation as rose even says and wilf doesn't see that side he sees her the way the doctor sees her he's despite her commonality he sees her as special always and so it's uh it, it breaks my heart and wilf stands like, up and tries so to tell sylvia off and goes you know yeah. hey you know you you know how do you not know which is always my issue with doctor who is like mm. you know we had like 27 planets in the sky and yet we'll get to the matt smith era and no one will remember at all that there was ever anything in the sky they do explain like they use basically all of series five is their like clean slate to be like oh the crack in time like all of reality was reset type thing and i'll go more into detail and try and explain yeah. that my, like figure we'll out what happened myself it's been 11 um, years and i still don't know um but no this is then when the doctor sort of tells them about everything that's happened and that she can't ever remember what happened because donna is dead it would tear her brain yeah, apart is dead but there are yeah. people in worlds thousands of light years oh. away who wouldn't be here if it, wasn't, songs. if it wasn't for Donna Noble and the Dr. Mm. Donna. And uh, it's even shown in the fires, like her second episode where they saved that one family from Pompeii and uh, Donna and the doctor are worshipped as sort of the house gods and they have a little statue dedicated to them. It's, oh, I love it. She freed slaves. She did. Ev- oh, it, and it's so and she can't ever know. Am I bothered? And yeah. Am I she, bothered? Is she bothered? Nah, nah. Oh. She says no. But this is then when uh, she's like, she was the most important woman in all of the universe. And Sylvia's like, for a time, well, yeah. she is to me. And the daughter's like, well, maybe you should tell her. Yeah, I was really surprised he says yeah. that, but obviously it's got it's got a backstory yeah. there. Yeah. And I I I, I love the delivery because he's it's just so angry. And but but then you know she kicks the doctor out like five minutes later, and Donna yeah. comes down and is reset. She's recalibrated yeah, back to her where we met her. Doesn't understand the doctor just says his name's John Smith. He's like, which oh, is Donna, a nice a nice throwback, you. yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, and Sylvia says, well, he was just leaving. As I said, you should go. And uh, the doctor goes to say goodbye to Donna for the final time. It's like, yeah, bye, see you, I guess. And then she's just back being like, oh, no, no, you're just trying to date that little man, uh, man with the goatee because you just love calories, blah, blah, blah. And as the, it's, oh, it's so sad. Yeah. And as the doctor goes to leave, Wolf just says uh, that every night he'll go up to uh, on back on that hill that he always went on and he'll look to the stars and on Donna's behalf. And the doctor thanks him, just goes back to the TARDIS and it's all melancholy. And there's no, there's no cliffhanger this time. He's just, sad drenched in the rain going yep. off to the tardis staring in the deep this was originally going to have a different ending which was two uh cybermen would ma- materialize no nah, it's better TARDIS. this way yeah i think it is so much because it was going to lead into the, the whole episode, what but, what yeah but yeah. no nah, i'm glad we didn't get a what what instead uh, after the credits we just get the sound of cybermen and that's it oh okay cool i think that's so much better uh but that is that is the series full finale, the biggest moment of Doctor Who, really, of the the 
other than the 50th special for the revival i'd say yeah i mean as far as russell t davies sort of like yeah. smash all your favorite toys together yeah it was really good um had it it had its issues as, as all will as all will but yeah i i i'll, I'll say i i do like this uh, and this is Without nostalgia, this is nostalgia goggles. I love almost all of this, but like the the ending of the, the resolution of of the Daleks. I, I funny uh, the resolution of everything and how they defeat them it is kind of weak. That's the weakest part for me, really. I prefer Doomsday as an episode. I don't know what I, I prefer the goodbye to. They they they, they went halfway with with a Doctor and Rose and yeah. Yeah, you know, this is this is so a thousand fan fictions can continue to be written is, is what essentially this is for. like we uh I, the the day that we record this um tomorrow either tomorrow or yesterday they released the comic called Empire of the Wolf which essentially is going to tell us the story of uh Rose and the Meta Crisis Doctor oh, really? so it's still it's still yeah. going on they've so, had big finished audio they've they've really really going hard on this it was going to be a spin-off at one point but they decided not to because no one wants that um <laughs> I, I don't i don't i really don't i, I no, i've got doctor no. who that's fine enough i, ha- I have sarah Jane adventures i had class and class sucked um but no i'll go like the what is the sort of the grumble of this because there's we, we've got our issues Maybe part of it is the fact that as we go by, we, we're seeing a lot of a Daleks. Yeah. Because we're hitting the greatest hits. And as a result, the Daleks are often that part of that, that combination. So maybe a little Dalek fatigue. Um, but Especially for us. We've, we've for had us. a lot of Dalek episodes. Yeah, we have. Um, I think... So I'm trying to think with, with, with issues that aren't because of the way that we're formatting the, the retrospect. So, yeah. you know, we didn't get to see a lot of Don and Noble, um, which maybe mm. m- might have, you know, pinged at my heartstrings a little bit more. I think I've only seen her her run once, maybe twice. So there's issues I, with that. Yeah, I've, I have had the luck that because uh, I've been watching this and my girlfriend is like wanting to actually go back and rewatch everything. I have now been rewatching every episode of Doctor Who. So I know like all the uh, stuff. I'm currently in Capaldi's era now. If, have if, a great time. If you want an episode where all the toys show up and you if you want your Avengers Endgame yeah. moment, this is great. This yeah. is great. But in order to achieve this, it kind of lacks a, a, a singular cohesive story. It's just moments yeah. for all these people to actually get their FaceTime and realize that, you know, really the ones who matter are the two doctors, Donna and Rose Tyler. And that's probably about it. Yeah. Cause this is the thing. I, I will say it. The first, the first part of this is build up. The, the first part is just build up to say, oh, what's this? It's not, it's not really a Doctor Who episode. It's just a Doctor Who-niverse episode. I would, again, needed to be a three-parter, but you get Turn Left. And Turn Left is essentially this, because Turn Left is going through the hits of all of New Who. They're like, if the Doctor dies, this happens, yeah. you know? The, the the Titanic crashes in and destroys everything. Sarah Jane dies here. Martha Jones dies here. Captain Jack dies here. All of these people, blah, blah, blah. And it nice. it's it's the name game. I love alternate the name histories. game of cameos, but yeah. I um 
I suppose I like it when the doctor figures something out in a way that feels earned, and this didn't feel earned. It felt... This is going to sound really stupid, but in order to serve the bigger story, which, again, is that the the um, the companion's really the greatest hero of them all. We saw it with Bad Wolf. We saw it with Martha. Now we're seeing it with Donna. Um, in order to sell that story, it turned into some weak, oh, look, Donna fell behind a control panel and woke up as the doctor and fixed everything. That's my main yeah. issue is I felt like we got two cop-outs, one where he, he shot all of his uh, regeneration into a hand. And then the second here, when it was like Donna just woke up as the doctor. But don't worry, we'll explain it away in 10 minutes. I think that is probably my biggest issue is it is it's a I like it because it references every possible thing and it brings the last four years of Doctor Who into one meaningful reason everything's happened for a reason you get all the callbacks this is this is essentially like an end game where you get every every you throw everything in and you say this happened this happened this happened and it means something yep but the the payoff the the finale the end of it is so rushed it's a shame and that's like my my biggest issue is just how quickly everything sort of dissipates at the end yeah you're not wrong mm. definitely not wrong but to go from a po- from a negative to a positive, what's your favorite sort of moment of all of this? <sighs> of a double? Uh, yeah. <sighs> or you can choose like a favorite moment. I hate to be a hypocrite. I, I cut... I ragged on it. I do kind of like the reunion of a doctor and Rose and all of its manifestations. And I do like the idea that Rose Tyler gets to, in some degree, be with the doctor, even if it's like, like discount Aldi version of the doctor, as opposed to, you know, like Waitrose. So, you know, and you know, with a suit like that, he shops at Waitrose. Come on. Um, I guess, I guess it's that sometimes I groan or there's part of me that goes, ah, they got together. I'm not totally dead inside. (laughs) It's difficult. I think, I think it's just the idea that, like, is the concept that this is not just for, like, what is this, four or five years of Doctor Who? This is also, you know, four years of TV shows, build up, everything. It is, it is the, it's essentially, it's, it's a standalone episode, but for people who are really invested, kids yeah. as well, who are watching these shows, this is, this is like the first time that I saw Iron Man on screen with Captain America, or I saw yeah. hell when I saw Spider Man show up in Civil War. This was like if I was a child. This is this is the dream. This is perfect. It is everything I would have ever wanted to see, and it's done pretty well. Okay, it's pretty cohesive. Favorite cameo? Oh, you're gonna hate me for this, Sarah Jane. But I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna hate say, you for it. <laughs> when when Kane when Kaline shows up, I cheer. Oh, really? Yeah, K-9's great. I love K-9. I'm going to go with Harriet Jones, Prime Minister, former Prime Minister. That is a very, like, the reveal is fantastic. They knew what she was, and they played her perfectly. She's a big mm-hmm. character. She's got a, a an overly ambitious spirit, um, and... She didn't survive on a motorcycle. Doesn't I survive that. on a motorcycle. I appreciate that she <laughs> sacrifices herself. Uh, no, so definitely, yeah, Harriet Jones. Yeah. Former Prime Minister. It is, it is a fantastic, it's a great reveal, and I do like it. Um, 
I'm I'm gonna say because this is the end of the series. If there were any episodes from series four that you would have wanted to cover, were there any off the top of your head that you would have? Oh, I was looking at this earlier. Let me take a quick, real quick yeah. look here. Um, Doctor Who season series four. Uh, definitely the one that was sort of the ultimate history one. I'll give you that one. But as I looked yeah, that through was, it, that was originally on my list, but I. I took it off for a, a single issue, uh, a single reason, which I'll get to when we get to it. I'm taking a look here. Uh, I would have liked oh, to do, uh, River Song's first episode. Silence of a Library. Yeah. yeah, Silence of a Library a, would have been on my it's list. It's a fantastic um, yeah, Silence of uh, Library. Stephen Moffat episode. Yeah, that's absolutely the one I would have liked yeah. to have seen. Yeah. Um, so... There is that uh, uh, for a number of reasons. I mean, first, because it is the debut, the first appearance of River Song uh, and mm -hmm. begins that wonderful situation where we realize the timelines, which I want more of. I want more divergent yeah. timelines where all the characters aren't experiencing each other in a linear fashion. Mm. So they're sort of they're kind of uh, driving into that with flux so far we've had a couple characters who are like oh you don't know me yet but you will later on uh, which is cute yeah this to be fair anyone who's listening to this who's been watching flux you can tell me if i'm wrong or not because i haven't we haven't got to that episode where that character shows up for their first time but <laughs> sure i did like the bit where they reference hey are you from like an old welsh family oh yeah because obviously like she must have been yeah. in a previous uh, she was from uh, the Unquiet Dead, the episode with friend of the podcast, Simon Callow. Well, friend of the podcast, Simon Callow. Yeah. Giddy up she, there. She plays the uh, the woman who is possessed, the actual, like, the gelf. Oh, okay. So, very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's that. She's from that family, which I think is cute. Um, yeah, I would have liked to do science in the library. Midnight, maybe. The back end of this series is the best. The Fires of Pompeii is a good one, but solely just because we can be like, hey, it's the dog. Hey, it's Capaldi. Look at that. It's Capaldi <laughs> and it's Amy, look at and what Amy she's Pond. Doing. Yeah. yeah, that's essentially that. Like, they'll reference that one episode like, at some point in the future, so we we can do it then. Yeah. Um, from then, I, I guess we've just got our, our ratings, really. Oh, it's okay. So mm. uh, if I'm going to go for each. Yeah, me too. If I had yeah. to go for Stolen Earth, oh, I mean, I think I'm going to give it eight. And I, I've crapped yeah. all over it. I do realize that. I'm going to give it an eight based on scope. It's so big. Mm. And I think there's something to that. I do appreciate how it's it's difficult to sort of, I mean, they do a lot in it, but I think overall an eight is feels all right there. Yeah, I go the same. Like, I, I do really, the first part is great because you get to see all the chess pieces and you get the mysteries, you get the build-up. It's in the second part that all those build-ups and mysteries then yeah. don't. I think, so I'm going I'm going eight for Stolen Earth. For Journey's End, I think I'm torn between six and a half and seven. I think I'm going to go seven just for the fact that the the final part catherine tate's performance when she's begging not to go the scenes with wilf they are their perfection they are absolutely fantastic you said six and a half and seven for journey's end is that what you just said uh seven for, wow uh, yeah seven for journey's end but eight for stellar now i'm gonna go higher for journey's end just because i think I like, I like i like conclusions um yeah it's always a big deal when a companion lives or a companion dies and they do a lot here um I'll probably go technically die. It does hurt the most. Yeah. I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably go. I don't know. 
Actually, you know what? I'm going to go eight. I'm going to keep it the same. Mm. Um, it's, it's just those payoffs. I, the the, the yeah. resolution just bothers me. Yeah. Um, I'm I, I'm really wishing that uh, Doctor Who would stop telling me things like, I'm Rose Tyler, and this is how I died. And you don't die. <laughs> or it's like, one of you will die. Oh, you mean just like her memories will die, not like an actual literal death. Uh, okay. Like the Donna we the Donna we know dies, but like that's not body. really yeah. kind of. I don't know. If, it's not like Conroy really going. Ha, 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 I've got them thinking it's literal, but I was being metaphorical. He is. He is that insane. He's yeah. at a point of that in like in, insanity where it's like ah metaphors. Yeah, that's the real key. <laughs> Agreed. So that's kind of where we leave yeah. that. So just like you might be sitting there going, "Where does the doctor go from here, Ethan? Where do we go from here?" Oh, well, where we go from here is we're about to begin, uh, I'd say a trilogy, really, but this episode is the beginning of a trilogy of what I'm going to call the Time Lord Victorious. Oh, there we because are. Because next up, I've got a glass of water next to me right now, and I'm not going to drink <laughs> it because I'm terrified what's going to happen because we're going to Mars oh. to see the beginning of the end, really. We've got the waters of Mars as we get closer and closer to the... 10th doctor's regeneration i think i requested this one yeah this was one that i wanted to have anyway okay and after after 2020 after the emergence of time lord victorious and just how important this really is to to the story we we, we have to do this i think we i think we do have to do this it's uh, it is fantastic and it really brings uh the 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 character i think yeah, yeah, I think so. Because so, yeah. so we're skipping over the next Doctor. Yeah, I I'm gonna mention at points because this is the the series known as the specials, and yeah, all of these really do tie in really well to the concept that all the Doctor's about to go through. But the waters of, of Mars is the one. The waters of Mars is when the most. he just goes. The arrogance yeah. runs away from him. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's the, fantastic. The, the two stories beforehand, they they lead to it but they don't have the most importance like the planet of the dead sort of makes shows him he can be egotistical and the next doctor shows him that he he is the last of the time lords he is the doctor but yeah. this is this is the one where it comes together this is the important one yeah and with that that's really the end so if Thank you for listening. If you want to continue following us, you can follow us on Best Film Ever Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. As well as the fact that we also have a Patreon that'll be coming out in a month and a half as well. So look forward yeah. to that. We've got our tier two so far. I think by this point, tier three would have been announced as well. Tier so three will have been revealed. That. The top tier, the yeah. final frontier. Ah, fantastic. So with that, keep listening. I think we will have also had our real round table on the best war films as well. Yep, that should have been yeah, a little bit ago, yeah. Yeah, a little bit ago. So from that, I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. If you've been listening to this and you haven't liked how much we've been ragging on Donna Noble and Sarah Jane, then I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. We'll see you next time. How was it?